Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where brandy meets bludgeoning, mimosa meets misdemeanour and port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. That is a sweet burn. I love it. But the listeners, our producer has just had to crank the volume down. <laughs> if anything, this is now an anti-joke. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. We are joined by the fantastic comedian, writer, and actress. It's Brenda Gilhooley. <laughs> joining us we have one question have you ever been the victim of a crime well quite a few i think oh. uh, well i thought this was a crime but i'm not sure that officially it is but i, I think it should be okay because I, well i remember this is quite a while ago my daughter was uh, still she was about 10 or 11 still at primary school okay and uh, it, at the weekend she'd have some friends over and i just got this new macbook Okay. And she and her friends asked to borrow it, and they were upstairs in their bedroom and whatever. Anyway, okay. on the Monday morning, I'm a real technophobe. I'm terrible. <laughs> I don't know how to use. I mean, I just. Well, you had a MacBook though. Well, I had a MacBook, but I do kind of. It's sort of cut and paste and type. <laughs> and that's about it. Anyway, I was typing away, and at the bottom. Things bounce, don't they? Like oh, iTunes. to get your attention. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really annoying me. And I didn't know what it was. And I was a bit scared <laughs> to touch it. But it was really annoying me. So in the end, I just went, oh, like that. And then this man appeared. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. And then next to him, all these messages. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Saying, would you like to see my penis? <gasps> oh, no. Um, oh, you know, 
are you hot for it? I mean, I can't, <gasps> honestly. And my immediate thought, an absolute panic sort of mum mode was, yeah. <gasps> my daughter and her friends were targeted yeah. over yeah. the weekend by yeah. a paedophile. Yeah. And I, I just thought, you know, why would this man appear? How has he got? On my screen. Yeah. Like so then I was just listening to all the, reading all these messages and I was thinking, oh my God, yeah. this man has targeted my daughter yeah so i thought i don't know what to do i don't know what to do and then something else started bouncing at the bottom so i thought in a panic i just pressed that (laughs) and it put me immediately into vision (laughs) oh no wow yeah and uh, this is my favorite story that we've (laughs) (laughs) and then suddenly you're calling him i didn't know i was immediately and then i put myself into vision and then he immediately started masturbating <gasps> oh, oh my yes. really god oh, yeah. it's just crazy this yes crazy yeah so then I and then he could see your own face he like horrifying yeah <laughs> and it didn't seem to put him off at wow. all yeah. oh my god because then i thought oh what do god. i do what do i do so i have my mobile and uh, i then i sort of stood up and then i just started taking low so he had this tracksuit on but by this point the tracksuit was right down and he was just masturbating <laughs> so i started taking close-up pictures loads of them of his penis <laughs> Thinking it's evidence, it's evidence, it's evidence. <laughs> but I was going like that in my Taking loads of pictures of his penis wow. and then pictures of him and his face and then pictures of the messages. Right. You know, would you like to see my penis and all this sort of stuff. If you only you'd known about screenshotting. Like, do you know what I mean? All it is is like control alt three. That's all you need on a Honestly, map. I wouldn't know anything. So I didn't know what I didn't know how he'd come up, I didn't know how I'd put myself. And uh, and then and it didn't seem to put him off. There he was carrying on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, in the end, I just went press, press, shut it down. And I rang the police, right? Mm. So I had all these photos on my phone. And I rang the police and they, I said, I think my daughter's, I mean, this has never happened on my, uh, my, uh, my yeah. a, a computer of mine before. Yeah, yeah. They, the girls were up there in her bedroom at the weekend. Um, so they said, oh, look, we're coming round. And in the meantime, I then rang the school that took it really, really seriously. Yeah. And I said, look, I've got to tell you this this has happened yeah. and I think the girls might they're all at the same school and uh, anyway the police came round oh and uh, I said I've got all the photos I've got all the evidence you need yeah. and all this and they uh, and I said I think you know that. so they looked into the history of my okay. which I wouldn't even know to do I would do now I do yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> I haven't learned a few yeah. things but at the time I didn't know that. and they went and I said have they been targeted did he talk did he talk to them at the weekend and they yeah. went no they went on a lush website for bath bombs yeah oh that's so Some cool Disney, that's so sweet Disney site about the latest oh, films lovely. and um, what was the other thing that they what was the other and Brandy Melville or something oh, like that I went, yeah. and then they talked to Imogen and uh, you know and, oh, you know, a couple of the other girls, so it was complete. They hadn't, right? So I said, What's going on? And I was sure, yeah, how did he get two blokes and the yeah? So I said, I said, Look, it's his penis, I've got all the evidence. And they said, Well, look, to be honest, it is just a man, a random man trying, trying. You can put yourself, I don't even know how it works, but you put yourself, and this must be about a sort of decade ago or something, but you put yourself. Um, out there on the internet. Or like available or whatever. Yeah, and you wait to see who, who, right. who's up for it. Wow. So he said this, what, the interaction you've had with him has been entirely consensual. <gasps> and so it's not a crime oh. in any way. Well, at what point did you consent to it? I don't think that's entirely no. consensual. Just see, you him, see his penis. Serena, you're masturbating. buttons is not consent. No, yeah. yeah. That's right. Wow. So there was no crime. Yeah. Wow. Like you answered your phone, therefore you can, you could, you yeah. could. Yeah. Conf- what's the word I'm trying to say? Consented. Consented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Answering your phone is not consent. No. So um, anyway, then I had to go up to the school and go. Oh, no, it's um, it's consent. It was consensual. <laughs> It turns out I consented and I just yeah. forgot. Yeah. yeah. But the worst thing was, is that then anyway, that went by and a few weeks went by and I was at this oh, dinner party oh. and I said, oh, I went to, I don't know, Verona or somewhere to somebody and they'd been to and I said, I've got pictures. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. So I thought, so that's my (laughs) crime story. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't a crime, apparently. Yeah. Wow, but I thought it was, and I think I'm quite right to think. No, you are. You are correct. Yeah, I feel like that's. And I, I hope that if that happened now, that would be considered a crime. Yeah, they must have slightly better because that feels like it was the equivalent. It was a decade ago. Ago, it was like the equivalent of whatever Messenger was, but the people had open access in a way that they wouldn't now. It's yeah, I guess. I I and I think maybe things. I mean, no, just the fact that your camera was on. Yeah, like, and that was pre sort of Tinder. I'm five minutes away. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe attitudes have changed a bit. I don't oh, know. Yeah, or, yeah, like they've diversified. Like the people that want to do that are now on Tinder. Yeah, and they know and where to go and who really does yeah. want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just, it's disgusting. What was the website? It's <laughs> <laughs> still, still around. Well, look at my history. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something really adorable too about how it was bouncing and that was just bothering you. Yeah. I don't know. I just oh, See, also, I like to think that, you know, there's more people have been campaigning to kind of try and legislate against mm-hmm. these kinds of cyber sex criminals. Mm. So I do. I don't know. But we do. We always ask on this podcast, if you had the perp now, what would you say to them? What would you say to that horrible wanking man? Yeah. Well, I said, I want, of course, I don't want to see your penis. <laughs> I mean, I said to the police, can we get him? Can we find him? Yeah. And the police said, look, it could be anywhere in the world because it's the Internet. Mm. So we can't go looking for him anyway, even if we wanted to. So this yeah, was before that, like IP addresses yeah, and that, stuff. Yeah. I feel like they could have <laughs> fucking found him. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, he's traceable. Yeah, and I would say you're a creep, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So spot on. Put it away. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> How old was he? He was about thirty. Okay. You can tell by like the rings on their penis, right? <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Now, actually, this isn't much of a segue. But, um, if you wanted to, you could view this story as a love story. Um, <laughs> That's a terrible segue from what we just heard. <laughs> like really... my brief relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike that story. <laughs> no, there is. There's going to be. There's going to be some good actual consent in this. And that's what your wife said to me in the shower this morning. <laughs> I'm going to try and make it, to try and get that into every um, episode. Every episode, yeah. we should, we should. But I'm going to commit to it. Catchphrase um, takes commitment. So I'm going to start off this case by telling you guys about Edith Lanchester. Uh, now, she was a young feminist and socialist, and she decided that she was going to just live with her lover, James Sullivan, without getting married. So <gasps> my first question is, what year do you think this is? And this is this ruffled feathers, I take it. Yeah. This is a big deal. Well, George Eliot well, did that, didn't she? Oh, yeah. yeah. She lived with her partner. Yes. Um, and what year was Well, that, that was... Oh, my God. I am an English student and I don't even know. <laughs> I think um, that would be 1800 and something. Okay. okay. Which, whatever year, it's disgusting. Mid-1800s. <laughs> and in two weeks, we are, I will be... You'll no longer be disgusting. We are yeah. literally sitting in Hannah's whorehouse <laughs> right now. Living in sin, Hannah. I am living in sin. Welcome to the sin bin. <laughs> we are. We're recording this at my flat and uh, Toby is just popped in with a screwdriver and fixed the um that sounds like a porno doesn't it yeah (laughs) um but yeah so living in sin okay um i'm gonna go 1912 (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while well i would say 1890 1890 okay i'm gonna go a little later just to be a little different and say 1927 1927 in that case, Brenda gets it. Ooh. Um, it, was well eight, it was 1895. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so Edith was born in Hove in 1871. She was the fifth child of a family of eight, and her dad, Henry Lanchester, was an established architect. So three of Edith's brothers also became successful architects. Um, and one of my sources described them as having bourgeois success. Uh-huh. And I cannot tell if that is a burn in this context. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but they're a fancy snooty pants family, or at least okay. they, they think they are, or they want to be, or whatever. Um, now, Edith goes to college, and she works as a teacher for a little bit, and then she gets a job as a clerk secretary working uh, for a firm in the city of London, and she discovers new things in that London. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. Question. <laughs> what new things does Edith get interested in around this time? Oh, wow. I remember... Suffragette movement. Suffragette movement. Oh, that's a good answer. Oh, Kate, Kate's written that one down. I feel like I just, that one's a good I, one. I, I've, well, I just, I can't always remember what everyone says. <laughs> oh, I love it. I remember when I first moved to London, I discovered Uber, and that was quite <laughs> exciting. But I did not discover that you're not supposed to sit in the front of an Uber for about two or three months. So I was just like, it was not like my dad was Jack, taking me around. Like, Long journey. Oh, so, yeah, just uh, off to netball practice. It's like, oh, look, I've picked up that friendly girl again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other way around, you like, I want you to stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got a really low Uber score, haven't you? Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 below zero. Uh, I waited for an Uber driver to literally move his things from the seat before I got in once. So real shame, real shame. <laughs> I did. I didn't oh, know the etiquette. So I think. So <laughs> like, what? And then one of my like go-to questions. <laughs> my sandwich was in there, bitch. What if I get hungry? <laughs> one of my go-to questions with Uber drivers was always like, "Many people been sick in here." That was always oh, my question. No. I don't know why. I just thought they might have a fun story. <laughs> Cat's in the front, and now she wants a Graham Norton story. I know. <laughs> like the most. How are you the daughter thing? of a taxi driver? <laughs> should be the code, the taxi code. I should know it. Um, so what I'm saying is oh, maybe. My. It was something mm. exciting that she she got wrong. Okay, lovely. Oh, I mean. lovely answer. I'm gonna go with uncircumcised penises because that's what really <laughs> struck me. That's what ha- face. Are you saying that's what happened to you when you got to London? That's yes, right. right away. <laughs> At the airport, not on like the Heathrow Express or anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, you know. It's, think... it's a lot for an American girl to learn to navigate. All right. Sure, sure. <laughs> I've seen I've seen that scene in Bad Mums. Hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is everything about that subject. Again, I'm gonna give it to Detective Gilhooley. Um, oh, shocked she, it's not mine, but <laughs> she got involved in socialism. So by 1895, she's uh, and she did join. She was a suffragette as well. Yeah. Um, and she joined the, she's a confirmed socialist member of the Social Democratic Federation, the SDF. Um, in 1897, she became secretary to Eleanor Marx, who was a feminist and social campaigner, and also she was the youngest daughter of Karl Marx. I was going to say, is it Marx Marx? Oh, okay. Wow. That one. Uh, she it would was... suck if you were in that political yeah. realm and you weren't related. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, no. Yeah, no. It's actually Marx yeah. and Spencer. Karl <laughs> <laughs> Marx and Spencer would be good. And just trying to really like trade on it and like yeah, die yeah. out on. Oh, sorry, did oh, it's your mistake. I, I never said. Great capitalist enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sketch yeah. in that, I'm sure. Karl Marx and Spencer. <laughs> yes. This is not just equality. Also, I love yeah. the fact that you in, back in the day you'd have to move from Brighton and Hove to London to become like a socialist. Like, yeah. In terms of like you know, Brighton I know, is I know so like are a bit provincial, yeah. but you know. Is, yeah. it, is it the same now? I don't think so. Yeah, that's a good So point. she's working for Karl Marx's daughter. Yeah, the one that was born in the UK. And... Was she hot? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> it's relevant to the case, Your Honour. <laughs> no, good for her for having interests. Yeah, yeah, little hobbies. <laughs> um... Let's have a hobby. <laughs> So um, it was actually through her membership of the Battersea branch of the SDF that she met factory worker and fellow member James Sullivan. That's lover boy. Oh, and also um, so many dogs in the Battersea branch. <laughs> just like, oh. Is that what you think of immediately when you hear Battersea? Yeah, yeah. just dogs everywhere. I do too. Wow. Great yeah. oh, branding well, on I their front. I live quite near right? Battersea, so I don't think dogs every time I think Battersea. I just think I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I imagine you get like off the tube or whatever and there's just dogs everywhere. I've never been and I no. won't go. I refuse to go <laughs> in case that's not true. You can get this tube now, you know. Directly oh, yeah, to Battersea, oh, so yeah. Wow. 
give it a go. But it's, it's full of dogs. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, better be <laughs> getting up on the seats. <laughs> oh boy, that yeah, it's like a cat cafe over trains, yeah. <laughs> but with dogs. So he his nickname was Seamus. Her nickname was Biddy. They've both got a nickname. It's very cute. cute. So in 1895, Edith announces that she's going to live with James Sullivan, Seamus to his mates, uh, starting on the 26th of October. Um, oh, they set a date. Yeah, it's <laughs> very did. romantic, it's, isn't it? Yeah, she was in lodgings before. Now, mm. in the phraseology of the day, this was known as housekeeping. So to cohabit. Yeah, or What's like... Was as housekeeping? Yes. Huh. So I'm... That's strange. Yeah. Because um, I guess... I guess that's just your cover. I'm just cleaning. Yeah, yeah. I think it is some kind of weird euphemism, or I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Now, my next question is, how does Edith's father, Henry Lanchester, react to this news, her little announcement? Well, he is an architect yes. of fear. So <laughs> I'm quite worried for her. Because I, I think if she's moved away to sort of discover to politics and stuff, you kind of feel like she maybe doesn't share her politics with her family. Sure. So I, I don't mm. think this goes down well with Okay, Papa. yep. Oh. Wonderful. I can't imagine it went down well. Yeah, okay. So just to contrast, I'm going to say he was very supportive. <laughs> Through them a housekeeping party. <laughs> he was appalled. Oh, wow. He found it intolerable. So what he did was he turned up at her house. So the day before, so she's going to do this big move on the 26th. So mm-hmm. he turns up on the 25th uh, while she's still eating breakfast. Um, he turns up with three of her brothers, his sons, um, and he also brought with him one of the country's leading mental health experts. Oh, oh no. So oh. she's mad. That's oh yeah. my god! Yep, uh, that's crazy. So she, he brings this guy, Doctor George Fielding Blandford. So he turns up with this weird entourage, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically says, "Yeah, so not happy about this. That you actually have to get married, please." And she's like, "You are really ruining moving day," and <laughs> <laughs> like, "No, thank you." Um, and she does. She's got this very political stance. So she, I am paraphrasing, but she says, "No, actually, there is a quote." Mm, now I don't know what's real and what I wrote down properly but she basically says I would lose my independence if I got married so, yeah, yeah. because that is literally the law like no bank account no, exactly. yeah because yeah. yeah she wouldn't I mean yeah, yeah she would she, be she, she no would no be able to, yeah do anything exactly can I ask a it's probably a very silly question but at that time in the UK what is driving that belief about marriage was it religious was it more just cultural social that a woman shouldn't do you know what I mean because in the states I always associate that with like strong religiosity um I always say religiosity it does feel like it could be (laughs) like a mixture of religiosity and what what's driving that women have to get married or what's driving that they no longer want to no 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 I get that one Uh, (laughs) we're we're all on board with that one no literally just the other thing like what what was driving that sort of conservatism about was it about well, a woman is property? Maybe it's all of the above. Yeah, no, it's just. I mean, just it's... because I never think of any other country as religious as the U.S. is. Do you know what I mean in that no. regard? And the Church of England, I always think of as sort of like. Meh. I think that in this, <clears throat> we're talking like eighteen ninety five, so it was still very religious okay. in the U.K. Okay, that's why it's sort of a silly question, but I just wanted to. But it's it's the it's Jones. the patriarchy. It's... Yeah, it's, I would say it's all of that religiosity yeah. and yes. culture. Class yeah. as well. I think people wanting yeah. to make sure people are married into the right classes if they have yes. more control over that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's how society is built. So okay. you've got to play that game right. and try and marry well, otherwise you've got no pension. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, women couldn't vote then. Well, ma- yeah. fact, when when women got the vote, it was married women, wasn't it? Yes, they yeah. got it first. That's yeah, right. First. Or you had to be thirty. Was there an age difference? Did I think it had to be 30. 30. 30. I think there was. How old did men have to be? I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> As a boy, you just have to be old enough to do an X. Like, yeah. yeah, and that you do anything. You're a genius. Yeah. You could be prime minister. Queen <laughs> <Go your> party. <laughs> Um, so you guys... That was my political toddler, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> time. I think we should be hearing a lot more from Taylor's political toddler in upcoming episodes. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. 
Political toddler. We cycle. <laughs> He's got my vote. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay, so you guys have already kind of, I can sense, have worked out what's about to happen. So what happens next has the possibility of amazing you, but will it? Yeah. Um, she was pronounced mad at the mm-hmm. scene. Oh, no. It's really, honestly, it's awful. Don't worry. Dr. Blanford can back up this diagnosis. I have a quote from him here. He said, if she had said that she contemplated suicide, a certificate might have been signed without question. I was equally justified in signing one when she expressed her determination to commit this social suicide because it's therefore evidence of irrationality. Join the method to social suicide. Social suicide was a thing in like, 19, yeah. 1895. Yeah. I, I know, know that is a snazzy term for back then, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So well done, Dr. Blanford. Yeah. <laughs> really. Does he have a point? Is it? I mean, if it if it's insane to commit social suicide, that does explain a lot of my childhood, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you're just a doctor at that time. You're just paying them to put yeah. somebody away and they just have to go through the paperwork. Yeah. So. Yes. He was ready with his little eloquent statement yeah, before any of this happened. He's come prepared. God. It's unbelievable to think yeah. that, you know, that they did just put women away because they had an opinion about their own life. Yes, yeah. well, wow. that can be. And, mm. and also, because like I do, I think obviously there are certain behaviours that might indicate that somebody did need help with something, but like happily getting on with your life isn't one of those yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so Edith is very cross about this. She's like, you can't just call me I'm paraphrasing again because I, I couldn't make yeah. it all quotes yeah. she's like you can't call me mad hey motherfuckers so they start trying to capture her she resists <gasps> and tries to fight back so her dad oh, handcuffs no, that's her that's going to make it so much worse <gasps> oh my god and one of her brothers assaulted Mrs Grey who was her landlady wow yeah so these they, are mean architects yeah right Wow. We thought they might be a bit, you know, liberal and modern. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, one of the aspirational ones now. Yeah. No, these are these are bad architects. Wow. Um, question, where is Edith taken? Oh, an well, asylum, I like, guess. Yeah. To the, like to a, specific, you want a, a, a specific... A specific... Uh, uh, a specific you know what? asylum? A, asylum covers it. That's asylum. I'm gonna, I accept asylum. Um, no further questions. It is asylum. Yeah. But they bundle her in a carriage and they take her to the Priory Hospital in Roehampton, which was at the time a private lunatic asylum. Um, I cannot wait to ask you this question. I can already feel how angry you're going to be. But my question is, what was recorded on the certificate as the supposed cause of her insanity? Oh, my God. Oh, so many choices. So many choices. Promiscuity. Promiscuity. Immorality. Immorality. Uh, Are we naming saints? (laughs) (laughs) St. Jude. St. Jude. I come from an Irish Catholic family. And St. Jude, my auntie once said to me, over a breakup with a boy, and yeah. I was like destitutely and sad and all that. She said, "I'm praying to Saint Jude for you." And I oh. said, "Oh, well, thanks very much." Uh, who's Saint Jude? And so she said, "The patron saint of hopeless cases." <laughs> oh wow! And that oh. is, there is a patron saint yeah. of hopeless cases, oh, wow. and it is Saint Jude. All right, wow. that is a sweet burn. I love yeah. it. So thank you very much. Yeah, dearly. thanks for that. <laughs> You give I, with one hand. And yeah, you. <laughs> I feel so much better now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Drunk women solving crime. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hysteria. Nice. Mm. They actually, they wrote on the certificate that the supposed cause of her insanity was over-education. Oh! Our producer has just had to crank the volume down. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that really is infuriating. Oh, <laughs> so wow. And the thing is, you may recognize that accusation from such things as all the far-right memes we have today. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like... Oh, boy. Not even over that particular battle. Uh, <sighs> but, yeah. shit. Holy because, like, shit. to say she's overly educated suggests that she's right, right? <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. There's an she's worked it out. Yeah. yeah. She's too so clever she, yeah. for our lives. It's very much <laughs> so admitting to the entire system that, oh yeah, we're just keeping people ignorant for our... Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not even we pretending. Need her, we need her dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think what? that actually almost is a policy of, you know, I was, th- I was even saying that the other day. I was saying, you know, those elections, I said, why would everybody up north vote Tory? Mm. And I said, you know, I come from a working class background I wouldn't vote against my own interests but all that Brexit and racism all that stuff you know encouraged you sort of think it is better to keep people ignorant and you can get then you the powers that be can get what they want it is that's why they're underfunding sorry I didn't mean to get sorry (laughs) you're absolutely right right. it's It's in their interest yeah Yeah. it's why they don't like teach politics in schools as a thing like we never learned about politics not once you know we did Mm. within the context of other sort of subjects but politics yeah it should be taught in every school it should be much more civil engagement and analytical thinking and all of these well and the guise of neutrality is such bullshit because everything is political so it's all in how you're teaching it yes. so there's politics and everything if you're teaching yeah, history yeah, you're yeah, teaching yeah, politics yeah, yeah. Mm. so pretending that like no we don't touch that it's like no you you are you're very yes. much touching it you're just denying it mm. anyway God, so they really were, they, I the mean they were this. really kind of um, outlining their own yes. policy was keep yeah. yes. women down and don't educate them because they might want to do something with their lives absolutely absolutely <sighs> they've, they've admitted their dastardly scheme and they, they've revealed two They've revealed their hand with their insult. So this Dr. Blandford diagnosed either suffering from a, from a specific monomania related to her attitude to marriage. And mono, I had to look this up. Monomania is, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys all already knew, but it's a, um, a obsessive enthusiasm or preoccupation with one thing. So they're saying she's obsessed to the point of distraction with this whole marriage issue. So I have monomania is, um, about the Titanic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a name for it. It's good but to have a name for it. Even that is like... You feel better. Now you know what it is. Yeah, until you're diagnosed, it can be really yeah. But it's like it's funny about that too. Is that was she didn't want to talk about it. She was perfectly happy with her choice. They're making her talk about marriage. What do you think about marriage? Why are you still talking about marriage? Yes. (laughs) Oh, I tried to write a joke here, but it doesn't work. (laughs) Give it a go. It might work. Give it a go. Come on, we'll workshop it. Let's do this. Okay. Well, oh no, sorry. Let me just quickly tell you this. Because this is this is a fact that isn't a joke. But now maybe the joke will be a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) This is is an era where there's a huge uptick in people putting. There's a huge uptick in um, asylums. There's a huge uptick in Victorians trying to look after people with mental health issues. Mm. And it was all a lot of it was about vigorous walks and fresh air. Mm -hmm. And not all of it was about that though. So, but there's this health conscious we need to look after vulnerable people thing. So there's loads more asylums. But there's a huge uptick in people putting their relatives in asylums to try and steal their fortunes so there's a real pipeline to asylum increase 
Um, so people are just starting to abuse the new discoveries in mental health. Like, Stevie, you can spot this one. I just pictured a t-shirt with it. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, no, no, I was going to do my joke. Ah, oh, I'm <laughs> so No, I fucked up your joke. No, you haven't. You go and then... I'll this go, joke has got to work <laughs> now. If anything, it hadn't been right. signposted enough, so... <laughs> All right, <clears throat> go for it. Female it, workplace. This is, if anything, this is now an anti-joke. Um, and, 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 and in the and, end, the frog dies of it. Yeah. The irony is, men would rather kidnap their daughters and force them to go to therapy than go to therapy. It's not even a joke. It's just a very good point. Like, just getting in on that meme. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys it worked I enjoyed that workshop experience <laughs> that was a real female workplace mine was only a visualisation of a t-shirt with an arrow that says I'm with monomania <laughs> that's so. great that could be some new merch oh I love it because like to me that person I'd be like she's obsessed with me <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> yeah yeah, you need one that says monomania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that person can be with you. Uh, right, now, Edith being sectioned against her will causes a scandal. Uh, it's on every newspaper. The New York Times report, like, so everyone in the UK is going on about it in the newspapers. And then the New York Times reports that everyone's going on about it in the UK. So it's just like, it just grows the story. Is that because they're no. a high profile family? Or did she, did her uh, her partner leak a story? Or wow. Well, yeah, it did get. Great yeah. question. There's Thanks. A there's a few things that lead into it so the it's it's the type of story that captures the imagination it's got so her not wanting to get married that's already interesting then you've got the weight of the organization behind her the the socialist yes, people right. okay yeah. um and then you've got yeah like her family's like a big enough deal that people it's care like britney spears of 1895 Actually, that's a really good point yeah. free yeah it. What's yes. really sad is we have got the Britney Spears in 2021. Oh, my God. But, you know, yeah. That's such a good... We're we going to come back to that because, yeah. oh, my God, if we compare and contrast, I don't even know who comes out better. Yeah. Like, yeah. but anyway, uh, now, uh, so everyone's, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's obsessed. People are upset uh, that she's been put away because, obviously, people keep being put away for no reason and then... They're like, well, that seems crazy. I could be next, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. must cause a bit of a... Yeah, so everyone's got a comment and a perspective. The MP for Battersea, John Burns, he starts trying to intervene. MP for dogs, got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the They're everywhere. Of... Don't go there, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> the Marquis of Queensbury commended her bravery and wrote to the Standard offering her a cheque of £100 if she would go through with a legal marriage ceremony and then, in quotes, under protest against marriage laws. Now, I don't understand how that's a protest because that's what they want want her to do yeah that's, yeah they've not thought it the marcus everyone's got involved who do they think yeah. they are it's just I two know. people can you imagine if this happened to you before you yeah. yeah exactly you should have held out for a hundred quid <laughs> yeah like you're a protest honestly that's this is who do they think they are it's her life it's crazy right but it is like britney hmm. spears a bit like yeah. everyone's got an opinion um so my que- my next question is, what did the Social Democratic Federation, SDF, do with one of their own being incarcerated? What was their... What Ooh, did they'd, they go, they'd go in hard. Okay. They would contact their local governmental representatives. Okay. With strong, strongly okay. worded letters. So political <laughs> contact. Well, I like to think they, they That's went my bit... version of going in hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the like, said, like, they whoa. go shut up. Like, they wrote a letter. <laughs> they signed a Facebook. Does everyone had a guess about what the uh, SDF do? Um, th- th- they uh, stand outside Parliament with loads of banners. Okay, protesting with banners outside Parliament. Well, I'm going to go then, if you're going like... Letters, protests. I'm gonna go. They do bomb stuff. Blow like they do. Yeah. Okay. Somebody's gotta say You guys are all along the right track. Again, I think Brenda might technically be the closest. But what they uh, they don't do. But what they do is they attempted to really they attempted to rescue her. Like, ah, like bust her out. But oh, wow. yeah, they tried to bust her out, but they were not successful. Oh. I don't know how hard they really tried. So instead, they just sang the red flag from outside her asylum walls oh. beneath her barred window. Well, it's nice. And oh. but you know, not so helpful. Wait, they did yeah. what under her window? I'm sorry, I was they, doing a stupid knock knock joke. They, they sang uh, the red flag 
Oh my god. Outside her window. Well, she's she... trying to sleep. Or... I know. I mean, I was one of my questions yeah. to you guys was going to be, would you like if you're in prison, would you like that? Or would would that be comforting? It would be like for fuck's sake. Well, either bust what... me out or don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be a bit annoyed, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like they no offense, it... Katie, but if it was you singing, then I <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I love your your support, you're my best friend, but... That would be the worst way I could support anyone. What is Red Flag? I don't know that as a song. Is it like he says all his... crying here. Oh, you know it? Yeah. I mean, I only know that line, but... Do you want to do it again? Well, we'll keep the red flag flying here. It's a socialist song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they've made it all about them. Yeah, isn't yeah. that like when you send a photo like... from a party and you're like, sorry, you're not here. We're having yeah. a good time. Yeah. I would have sang, here comes the bride. Not. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All dressed in a white straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell you who is not impressed with the SDF, and that is Eleanor Marks. Um, she felt that there'd been she felt there'd been a misogynistic failure of male socialists to support and defend Edith's position hmm. and she also wasn't happy that they failed to recognise the class dimension of the feminist struggle but you know lots of people believe in equality until it's time to make the sandwiches and then it's just easier if somebody else does that for you yeah completely yeah. <laughs> so... I sound very bitter there but <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to help in theory. So Eleanor Marx is particularly gunning for an SDF member called Ernest Bax. So question, what did he do that was extremely galling? When we have sort of a running thing where Katie just ends up with these cases with people with really interesting names. And there haven't been like crazy ones here, but I've been waiting for like the first. <laughs> Ernest Bax. How do you spell Bax. that? B-A-X. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it's quite Bax. unusual. Isn't yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah. So what did he do to... Yeah, so while all this is happening and everyone's supposed to be running mm-hmm. around, what did he do that was quite galling that's really annoyed Eleanor Marks? Oh. And he's one of the he, yeah. SDF. He's in the SDF and he should be. Did he not show up for a protest because it was his wedding day? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent guess. Did he say, like, we should be focusing on other things, basically? Ooh. Like, taking, trying to take the attention away from... Okay, I love uh-huh. it. Yeah, it's not yeah. about the individual, it's about the collective. Where are we Excellent guess as well. Bitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he just said it's just it's all about me it's not about her okay you guys are all in the right ballpark what he did was i mean i'm paraphrasing but slut shaming basically oh, oh no um so he slagged edith off in public he was running that mouth of his about her and um passing his bourgeois moralistic judgment on her so slut shaming right. wow. um, but he's in the he's in the sdf right. but see it's all supposed to be like yeah everyone's equal men and women are equal we're all socialists but she's and yet fuck. but yeah exactly so yeah. how do you take the misogyny out of anything so he's like a reverse yeah. libertarian whatever that is yeah well this is the thing <laughs> like it's, like, it's very it's... lazy because it's the sort of go-to way of attacking a woman always yeah you yeah. know they said it about Anne Boleyn they said it about Marie Antoinette they say it about everyone. everyone. It goes back centuries. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you want to attack a woman, she's a slut. Yes, yeah. the weapon. Completely. Yeah. It's lazy, apart from it, everything yes. else. Hack as fuck, mate. Hack as fuck. Exactly. Mm. Women have loads of flaws. Yeah. I've got millions. We're overeducated as well. Don't just yeah, focus on yeah. our sex lives. Yeah. Some of us have acne. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> So what does Eleanor Marks do about this? It's a shame there was no Twitter. But yeah. I guess she get, maybe she kicks him out of the Federation. Kicks him out of the Federation? Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I would think so. Say, if she yeah. has the power. The correct answer is... Or do they all have to vote on it because socialism? <laughs> <laughs> That's democracy. The correct answer <laughs> is rap battle. It's not, what? it's not. What's that mean? Oh my god, you delivered that so dry. <laughs> what is that? Well, I mean, I'm joking when I say rap battle, but she does challenge him in a public letter to an you open... You know what a rap battle is? I don't. Oh, it's when two people... Rap... You've never seen 8 Mile? No. 
well, that's my one white person streamer <laughs> reference, so I'm not sure how to go in any lighter. It's when two, it's rappers, two people like, rapping. Each other. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rap go back. battle. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. It just felt a bit out of Were context. Were you picturing, oh. Were you picturing Christmas, yeah. Christmas Eve? <laughs> Very frantic Christmas Eve you had yeah. in your head. <laughs> rap battle. Well, it, yeah, it seems obvious now. <laughs> no, I, I do that sorry, all the time. No, not at all. I do that all the time when I'm like, the what now? <laughs> Whatever your brain does with it. Well, so she she challenged Ernest Bax, Ernest Bax in a public letter to an open debate on quote unquote the woman question. Oh, so it really was. Well, kind of. that's what she wanted oh. to do, but he said no. Oh. Um, he declined, saying that he had rhetorical weaknesses. So he obviously knew he would lose. So he opted not to do that. So it's just another day on Twitter, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I bet he was like, well, I've, "I'm Plato on that day, so I can't." Yeah. Like, just... I'm too busy being awesome that day. Um, also, it was your rhetoric that got you here. So how can that be? Yeah, yeah. I can't talk. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I can't talk if everyone's watching. I'm going to need it behind your back. <laughs> now, question. How long was Edith Lanchester in the asylum for? Oh, no. Oh, the rest of her life. Oh, don't please don't life. say that. It's true. <laughs> no, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a mm in this story. I don't know what a mm is yet, but oh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with a very modest eight years. Eight years? I'm gonna go with like six months. I think that Ooh. she gets out soon. Uh, okay. With all this attention. Yeah. yeah. Think that's true. Um Hannah is the closest. Yes. I mean, thank good, God, really. Good. <laughs> and the correct answer is four days. Oh good! Oh, well, wow. Yeah, wow. So there's a real good news, bad news thing here now. The good news is it was only four days. The bad news is that during those four days, Edith was subjected to mental, physical and sexual abuse. Oh, wow. What a great system. But basically, she would have been in there for longer. But the Lunacy Commissioners, that's what they were called, happened to like, come. The Lunacy Commission. <laughs> we listen to the moon. <laughs> the Lunacy Commission. <laughs> Stand up, you big buffoon. I had to round it out. I'm sorry. I mean, if you sang that outside my prison cell. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. should have had that's a, twig, so a twigger warning. Nice. Oh, there's my toddler again. Twigger. That's what I want to do when you grow up. The Lunacy Commission. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be really good at this. Um, <laughs> so they came to inspect the asylum and under Section 11 of the 1890 Lunacy Act, further incarceration <laughs> would require another certificate after seven days. But the Lunacy Commission guys examine her and they find her to be perfectly sane. So they freed her and she was released under Section 75 of the Lunacy Act. If we've got any, um, we're going to be looking into these yeah, acts and making yeah. sure you got them right. Yeah. <laughs> any bureaucracy fans in will really appreciate. <laughs> it's so interesting yeah. thinking back to a time like that, though, and there were policies and there were. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like they were trying to follow. They were trying to have a protocol. A yeah, yeah, some people cared. I mean, the Lunacy yeah. Act must have changed its name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 1950, though, guys. We need a rebrand. Yeah. We're going to call it the Women's Troubles Act. Yeah. <laughs> um, Going with that house, everybody understands it. <laughs> Nobody's left out. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's included. Question: What did her dad do next? Ugh. Of course, because he put her there. So then, if after four days, he must feel quite humiliated, which is quite. Mm. I worry. Does say. I mean, mm. it's a horrible thing. But does he like kill her? Okay. I know. I know that oh, seems God. so extreme, but like with some of these stories, it's yeah. like if you mix you humiliation mm -hmm. with like misogyny, you've kind of you've maybe you've got, got a dead woman on your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. hear you. Mm. I hope he builds himself a house that it can't get out of. It's <laughs> like oh, I forgot the door and a window, and he's. Mm. <laughs> if only I was overeducated, yeah. <laughs> I'd be able to get out of this house. Occupational hazard. <laughs> he builds her a nice house as an apology. Oh, I Except that. for yeah, except for I don't think that's that's, that's, that's a lovely that house. Sorry, he's, he's learnt the error of his way. I do like that when the first person to answer goes too dark. Everyone has to be like, oh, a house, a nice house. Yeah, it ended really well. They 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 had a party. They had a housekeeping party, and there were rainbows and a warming party. 
Does um, he double down and try to bring legal charges, or like, does he try to go another route to take her down? Excellent guess. Closer to that, but not as bad. Don't worry, guys. What he does is he writes a letter to the Times justifying his actions, stating that she was not of sound mind due to the effects of overstudy. So he just carries on oh banging that God. drum. Oh. And then no one read it because nobody wants a subscription. Right. <laughs> the paywall has really ruined Got it. Got five minutes for free. Yeah. <laughs> and then the paywallian committee. Yeah. <laughs> you can get like yeah two paragraphs into an article and then you think, oh, well, I'm not paying. Exactly. It's not worth it. So he couldn't do much more than that. Mm. So Edith never saw him again. She was estranged from all of her family, though she did reconnect with her mother before she died, who left her £400. So, anyway, Edith gets out. Wow, you could get married four times for that. Hey. <laughs> She's not super impressed with the SDF either, mm. uh, so decides she wants to do promote the cause of socialism through true working class means. Uh, so by 1917, she's identified politically as a communist, and she describes the SDF, and I quote, as practically Tories. Oh. <laughs> Which is so like the infighting we have today. Yeah, It's really chilling mm. how nothing ever changes. No. Like, we've mm-hmm. still got, like, misogynist socialists yeah. and we've still got left-wing purity politics yeah, and nothing gets done well not enough is getting done anyway now i've just upset everyone but <laughs> i stand by it we need to unite against the bigger evil people question did she still set up a home with james sullivan unmarried oh yeah what has james been up to yeah. oh it's only four days yeah. all, yeah, these, all these days he's already married another woman changes oh i hope so yeah 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 well it would be nice yeah. if it was a yeah happy ending for them happy oh, ending. Also, i hope she takes several lovers and just like do you know what i mean yeah live just live your best life you do you go yeah exactly <laughs> it's a world full of shamuses yeah. yeah no shame well you'll be happy to know she does still. set up a home with him so lanchester and sullivan lived together until his death in 1945 because they are in love oh 50 years later 50 years yeah it is is it is exactly 50 years uh they went on to have two children her babies have her surname lanchester yes queen yeah i know what was his surname uh sullivan okay she's like she's higher up the alphabet (laughs) Um, for the register yeah okay. for the school register do we last for everything now so her children Waldo was born in 19 sorry 1897 oh, and then her daughter Elsa was born after that they're all pacifists they're all anti-war in fact I think Waldo gets arrested at one point for being a conscientious objector if I can find um, him am I right <laughs> <laughs> a joke for our American listeners <laughs> Uh, and then he became a puppeteer and a weaver. Uh, and then the daughter, oh, the daughter Elsa Lanchester became a noted actress with a long career in theatre, film, and television, and the wife of actor director Charles Loughton. Oh. And they were all political. And oh, Edith Lanchester continued to, en- to attend political meetings as long as she was physically active enough to walk to the bus. She died in April oh. 1966 in Brighton. Wow, what a girl! Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wonder if there's um oh Blue there's gotta be at least a plaque, if not a big old statue that I don't yeah. know about. There must yeah. be something. There must I will be. get back to you. Yeah. Yes. Let's <laughs> raise a glass. My goodness. To, to women's what choices. Louise. Also, I'm going to pitch the Where's Waldo book of him not going to war called A, a Waldo. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> Does it A Waldo? Okay, it works. Let's do it. It's good to work through. Yeah. There's, there's something there. Drunk women solving crime. Hey, lovely ladies. Recently found you and I'm binge listening. You're welcome. <laughs> I have never been flashed or jerked off at, maybe because I live in Canberra, Australia. Honestly, a little disappointed as your pod has given me so many great reactions on what to do. Embarrassing the perp is the best option I've heard. I was 22 and a single mum living paycheck to paycheck. My two-year-old son was at his dad's and I drank far too much with my best friend, as one does. Next day, I got up and went to work as I could at 22. Was still a bit seedy, but I managed a full day at 
at work. After work, I got to the car park and my car was gone. Broken oh. glass where I left it. I rang the cops and then my mate who said we got wasted last night, he probably parked it somewhere else. She came to meet me and proceeded to search the car park while I stood there saying, no, it was in this parking spot with my keys in my hand. I was devastated. I couldn't afford another car. Car seat pram and all the CDs I'd lost to hurt too. Finally got home, ordered the pizza I desperately needed to soak up the night before vodka and rang my insurance company. Turned out I'd accidentally insured the car for four times what I paid for it. No idea how, but then waited <laughs> for the payout like I'd won the lottery. I still always wondered who stole the car with a toddler seat in it. It just seemed rude. Yeah. 13 months later, the AFP calls and my car had been found. I went to see it and found a doctor's certificate for a parent missing work due to a sick child. So it was stolen for the car seat. Looked like it had been driven around for 13 months, then dumped. Gave the info to the cops, but never heard more. It made me appreciate that while it was really annoying and upsetting at the time, someone's child needed a car seat. So did the person who needed it steal it or was it stolen and some person was sold it to the person in need? Oh, bloody hell. That, that took a lot. It was a roller coaster, wasn't it? Yeah. That's like... And that's from Angela. I would say that it was just stolen and then the car seat was sort of, you know, sold on. Ah, uh, Okay. You think someone stole it, like, haha, I'm going to get this car, and then later on it helped out yeah. a parent. That's what yeah. I wouldn't think somebody's seen gone in 60 uh, yeah, seconds. I think <laughs> a car and think, I really need that car seat, so I'll take the car, uh, yeah. car seat. It does. I mean, they're they're very expensive, but otherwise, yeah. Why would you? That's not your list of top That's list not the of problems. Easiest yeah. Way to steal. Yeah. Need the car as well. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That letter that was left in the car was obviously belonging a, to... A parent that had taken time... So an official letter from a doctor giving a parent... Like, did that, that not have any details on it? Because it makes me think that a, a doctor's letter well, might yes, have... Yes, that's got a name, right? Maybe. Yeah, because they gave the details to the police, so yeah. Yeah. Or was Which... it a fake and it was just for empathy for anyone who found yes. it? Yes. Also interesting yeah. that like 13... I'd be the worst criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Relying on the kindness. It's a receipt for pizza because <laughs> I bought a pizza. <laughs> but 13 months later, it's amazing that they were actually sort of, I suppose not still looking for it because I guess you just put in a, a registration number or whatever. Just in terms of the police coming back to her after 13... I mean, did she I have know. to give them four times money Yeah, that back? was my main worry. Like, <laughs> yeah. did she... Of course not. She kept it. That's great. Yeah, she's uh, got... I mean, she's she's quits in with the money, which is good. In fact, was that her letter? And did she, in fact, stage this entire <laughs> theft to collect <laughs> the insurance An money? insurance job. Ange, if that is your real name. She's mm. only just started listening and already we're like, did you do it, Ange? <laughs> was it you? <laughs> Ange, I'd like to say sorry on behalf of the drunk women. <laughs> I, took it, I took it too far. <laughs> it was a cheap laugh and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I don't think her parents stole the car. I think either a criminal that sold it on or maybe a relative of a parent maybe there's a, a single parent out there that's got like I don't know a brother that's like doesn't care about laws it's like oh my sister needs a car she can have that one also you've got it like because if there was glass on the ground it presumably they got in They'd by breaking smashed, a window yeah. and it kind of makes you think that you not then, toddler safe well yeah mm. you wouldn't then want to put your kid in a car that didn't have a window perhaps yes yeah, so, so it maybe it was was sort of what do you know what i mean how else do they stick their heads out of the car yeah. <laughs> wait <laughs> i just can't get past the fact that she's never been wanked at. Like, I haven't moved, <laughs> yeah. I haven't moved on from that. Well done. Yeah. I hope you can still say it's that. It's great to hear a happy yeah. story. Yeah, that's wow. a happy story. Like, I think that's the... That's, I think that... Jenny, that might be the only woman I know that, that hasn't happened. There might be one yeah. other woman that hasn't happened to that I've met in my real life. Yeah. So, well done. Go Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> what respectable men you have in your town. <laughs> I mean, Can I we think, pull that I back think, from accusing that? All right. Wow. So I, who did it? Insurance fraud. I hope Thanks that. for listening. I hope that helped, Angela. Thanks for listening. And do send us your crimes, other listeners, please. We would love to solve them. And as you can see, we've gotten pretty good at it. <laughs> um, so we have just enough time to ask Brenda Gilhooley, what are you up to? Where can we find you? What do you oh, want to plug? Well, uh, I've just finished a, a novel, a comedy Ooh, novel. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, wow, what's so, that called? Well, it's called Millie Liar. Okay. And it's oh, a nice. modern Billy Liar. There's a 
That, don't you know if you remember there's sort of a book and a film for, set in the 60s called Billy Liar mm. yeah. about a northern uh, working class boy in a rut who's desperate to get to London and he's a fantasist and a liar. Ooh. So this is a huh. modern version of that oh, called okay. Millie Liar and it's set in South Croydon and she's a fantasist and a liar and she oh, wants to get cool. out of a, of a rut and it's all about, you know, what's going on. for it's, it, the, the lead, Yeah, she's about 25. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I when's that coming out? Well, I'm not sure, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, if everybody's listening to a podcast, then you know, yeah. it might be out, but when somebody's yeah. listening yeah. to it, yeah. yeah, listen anytime. So, Millie, next Lyre. year, next year, I think. Brilliant. Mm. Okay, well, we're going to be keeping great. tabs yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. And we were discussing whether or not you were on Twitter earlier, but we're not sure if you are. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently I am. I didn't Don't even expect know. to reply. I am, but, uh, yeah, Amanda well, follows me. Our producer is going to check. Yeah. How many followers? Oh, my God. Oh, 374 followers. God, I'm amazed. I know people have thousands, but I'm amazed that I've even got two. 374. <laughs> Yeah, you're followed by quite a few people I know as well. So. Am I? Well, well. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, what, I was doing a project, and I don't do any. I'm terrible with social media. I don't do any of it. And for the project, they, uh, they said you've got to be on Twitter. So oh, I joined okay. it. Oh. I was on it for about three days, and I thought, oh, I can't be doing that. Oh, you've been for three days. Can I, can I say when your last tweet was? You retweeted um, somebody's um, campaign. Please support this fab Kickstarter campaign. Four kisses, and that was the 18th of November 2016. <laughs> so if you want up-to-the-minute information oh, on Millie Liar. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Then, um, yeah. yeah, so if Brenda ever logs back into Twitter, feel free to tweet her. <laughs> <laughs> I should start looking now. Well, <laughs> I know, it's terrible. Well, there it didn't we even go. last as long as Edith lasted in the asylum. And that's <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> but it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining us, Brenda. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I've had an absolute ball. It's yeah. been great. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye!